Welcome to the Successful Invisible Podcast, Episode 2, Who Pays for the First Date? Welcome to the Successful Invisible. I'm your host, Janelle, a life coach with a niche in relationship coaching. I'm speaking to my professional ladies out there who are 35 plus and seeking their happily ever after and are ready to embrace the challenge and journey of dating with more intentionality. Trigger warning, there is a bit of swearing involved. Today, we're going to dig a little deeper into the telltale question, who pays for the first date? This episode is perfect for anyone who has often wondered about this question overall, wants a potentially easy five-question qualifying checklist that will save you time when asked for your number, how the answer to one particular question can reveal the mindset of a man that's interested in you, and understand why I feel this is such a crucial question to give you insight of how a relationship with a person would go. Now, the inspiration for this episode came from a discussion with my older sister that I recently had. And as always, it was insightful and made me ponder and think before putting this thing together this week. The measuring stick question, who pays for the first date, came out of that discussion. And that took us down, as always, an enjoyable, lively, rabbit hole of healthy discussion and debate about this question and four others that can serve as an easy temperature check whenever approached by a man or anyone who's interested in potentially dating you. So let's start from the beginning. Picture this. You're out and about with your friends and you're having the time of your life. I mean, joy and happiness is radiating from the good vibes that you're putting out there. You're out for drinks with your friends. You could be on a girl's trip. You are just having the time of your life. And if you're with people who love you and care about you, your friends, you are in good company. The vibe is right. It's great. You're having a good time. Now, after a while of being out, out of nowhere, a very attractive man who has been eyeing you throughout the evening approaches you. Now, this guy has manners. He approaches you like a gentleman. And after a few minutes of chatting, ask for your number. What do you do? If the first thing that pops in your head is that you would give him your number, hmm, let's hold off on that really quick. So in the course of my discussion with my sister, that was part of the inspiration of this episode. We went back and forth about some of the qualifier questions that women can potentially ask and save themselves time and energy, frustration, etc. when asked for their number. To be clear, This is not something that I think every woman would want to do. And understand that qualifiers are easy questions that you can slip in either before or after a person asks for your number that will allow you to better assess their suitability at a high level as a dating prospect. They don't have to come off like a checklist item. They're really easy to slip into the course of a conversation. I believe they're pretty important at a high level to help you wrap your mind around the type of person that you're talking to and if you want to continue talking to them. So here are my five qualifier questions whenever, actually anyone, but whenever a man approaches you um, that you can ask. These are the five questions that I particularly ask. Number one, are you married? Don't make assumptions. Number two, are you in a relationship? Number three, are you with someone who thinks they're in a relationship with you? Number four, are you available? And number five, who pays for the first date? These questions may seem bold, wild, and a bit audacious. 
Some of you also may be thinking that these questions will scare someone off, air quotes, if you ask them. My answer to that is yes, these questions are bold, straightforward, and to the point. Also, yes, these questions will scare off men who are more in a play with your time frame of mind. Good, that's the point. You want to scare off potential suitors who are time wasters. As you know, this podcast is for grown folks. And part of being grown to me is being very prudent about your resources. And time is one of the most precious resources that any of us has. So in the next segment, we'll dig a little deeper into these qualifier questions, similar to the way I would do during a coaching session. Welcome to the questions for reflection segment. Now let's take a deep dive into the qualifier questions that can help you learn more about where a person is at and assess their suitability, as I said, at a high level to avoid a massive waste of time and a potentially broken heart. Remember, this is the interactive portion of the episode. Click on the link in the show notes to download the worksheets with all the questions and exercises that will allow you to follow along more easily and write down your responses. So let's explore each of these questions one by one. Question number one, are you married? This should go without saying that you want to date a person who isn't married. Also, in this day and age, don't make assumptions. Yes, married people do approach other people to date. So ask the question outright, are you married? If this person is actually honest and says yes, you already know you're dealing with a cheater which doesn't seem like a wise choice in pursuing anything further with that person, but to each their own. But at the very least, you know what you're dealing with up front if you choose to move forward. Question number two, are you in a relationship? Similar to the first question, it should go without saying that you don't want to get to know a person who is already in a relationship. If they answer yes, once again, you know that fidelity is already an issue for them which would end up only being an issue for you as well if you would choose to proceed. You're grown though, but move forward with caution and with full awareness that you know the character of the person you're dealing with. Question number three, are you with someone who thinks they are in a relationship with you? Now I know this question sounds comical, honestly, but personal experience has taught me to ask this question. (laughs) You need to know If the man asking you out is indeed in any type of entanglement or situationship where either the boundaries are not clear or and or he's potentially dating an emotionally unstable person, either of those things can potentially cause you issues in the long run. A clue here is if someone gives you a long pause before they answer, it's potentially indicative that they are in a situation or situationship that they don't want to disclose at that time. So keep that in the back of your mind, even if they say no. Question number four, are you available? I love this question because it definitely is a double entendre. At this point, you are probably thinking that this question is a little overkill, but hear me out. It's not. It's a double entendre because you're asking it from a multitude of perspectives. So when you ask a man, are you available? First, he's probably going to assume that you're asking about time availability and 
likely his schedule. You know, do you have availability to date me? If he's not sure or if he answers that question and says, you know, I'm busy, but X, Y, Z, I'm open and available, you know, to make plans and we can align things. Ask it from a different standpoint. This is very insightful. Ask if he is emotionally available. I've gotten some looks on this question. Some men completely think it's crazy, where others ask me to give them a bit more insight on what I'm asking about. When I ask about emotional availability and give them some insights about their openness and willingness to emotionally connect with people or a person, a specific person they're dating, be vulnerable, be open, all of those things, you will likely learn very quickly where they're at. Now, no one is spilling their guts the first time they meet. Understandable. That's not the purpose of asking this question. The purpose of asking this question, especially around the emotional availability, is to see, do you notice any times, especially when you're clarifying the question, that you may have hit a nerve or may have hit something sensitive? It could potentially be a telltale sign that there's some unhealed or unaddressed things in his own dating um, history or relationship history that he needs to address apart from you. And since at the time he's talking to you, it doesn't seem that he has addressed them, they may be potential issues when you two decide to connect. Not an absolute red light, but definitely a sign of caution. Something, Another thing to keep in mind in the back of your head. Question number five, who pays for the first date? Now, if questions one through four, he breezed through and gave you answers that you would like to hear, I'm guessing there, no, he's not married. No, he's not in a relationship. No, he's not with someone who thinks they're in a relationship with him. And yes, he has availability both time-wise and emotionally. This is the do or die question for me. Who pays for the first date? It can be interesting. And my sister and I differed on this when we were chatting about it. She has a whole... The view she had about it was to assume or to say to the man, if he says, hey, I think each person should say their, pay their own way. Her view was to think or to actually say to him, because she's a smart ass and I love her. Well, you know, if buying me a cup of coffee at Starbucks would break your budget for the month, I definitely don't think we would be, you know, good at connecting. I have a totally different view of that, but I, I love the assumption that he's just too poor for her or just too poor to take out a woman. But if he says that he thinks each person should pay their own way, this gives me a lot of pause. I feel it's a telltale sign of either he's not clear around courtship and dating rituals, especially if he is assuming the traditional uh, man, alpha male, take the lead role, or B, he may have unconscious or unhealed issues around women and money. Either of these things, they're not your stuff. And this is honestly a hard no for me. Now, the way you say no, of course, you can always be very gracious and ladylike and stay in your feminine energy at all times. But it's kind of a hard no if a man approaches me, asks me for my number, and then thinks I should pay. He has some things that he needs to either learn or deal with that have nothing to do with me. Now, if a man says without hesitation that he pays for the first date. This is a good sign that he at least has a basic understanding of dating rituals and courtship in the traditional sense. As I said, if he thinks I should pay, it's a hard no. I would not give him my number and I would tell him to have a very lovely evening and get back to having fun with my friends. But if he says without hesitation that he should pay, 
I would move forward as well as the answers to the other questions being acceptable. If he says yes, but there's a noticeable hesitation, I still may say no thank you and move forward because I feel that there are some underlying things underneath it, issues that he has that once again have nothing to do with me. And instead of having his stuff projected on me, I would probably once again decline and tell him have a very lovely evening and move on. Now in the next segment, I want to share some of my personal thoughts on why I feel why this is such a crucial question to give you insights of how a relationship with a man would go. Welcome to the Just My Thoughts portion of the episode. And I really want to give you my view on why I feel the way a man answers that last question, that question number five, who pays for the first date, will give you a lot of insight into where his head is at and views on where the relationship will potentially go based upon the answer he provides. So if you are a woman that does not mind if a man tells you, hey, I think we should go each pay our own way on the first date, and you are totally comfortable with that, that's not a hard no for you, nothing wrong with that. But here's what I think is being revealed when a grown-ass man answers the question like this. As I stated earlier, I feel he either is not clear around dating rituals in the traditional sense and courtship and understanding a woman should not be paying to spend time with you and you investing money or paying to spend time with her is part of a courtship and dating ritual. That's a him problem if he doesn't understand. That's not your job to teach him unless he's your son. And in this case, he's not. Also, I feel he has some unconscious and unhealed issues around women and money. And I feel one of the biggest things that this shows me if he feels that a woman should pay on the first date for herself is he may have a hard time understanding the distinction between being a gentleman and and doing things that a gentleman would do, i.e. paying for a first date, and being taken advantage of by a woman in terms of like a sugar daddy, sugar baby relationship. Side note, that's a different topic for a different episode. But either way, if he feels that I should pay, I feel that there's something deeper there. It also could be an indicator of selfishness and a lack of clarity also in being a leader. To me, I'd be very hard pressed to see a man as a leader in a relationship, but you want me to pay for me. Like I can't follow where you're not leading. So if you want to lead and be a gentleman, then I can definitely uh, resonate with that, be in alignment with that pattern. And I don't mean lead as in a woman doesn't have her own thoughts and isn't independent. That's not what I mean. I like a very strong man who understands his role is to be a lead, but I can't follow where you don't lead. So if you want me to pay for a first date with you, we don't need to date because A, you're not that interested. You have unhealed things around women and money, uh, or you just are not knowledgeable and aware about basic dating and courtship rituals. Once again, talking about grown folks here, not talking about 20 year olds. That's not who this podcast is for. Next thing, if a man is hesitant, or has a lot of qualifiers around if he'll pay for the first date, that's another red flag for me and would also be a hard no. There are some 
unpacked, unhealed, unaddressed, and maybe things he's simply unaware of around women and money. If he has been listening to very toxic outlets, outlets who spout a lot of toxic masculinity um, about what men shouldn't do and women should be just happy with whatever, that is not the type of man I would want in my life anyway. And once again, if he shows that hesitation, it's a very gracious, no thank you, um, or I'm not available and I wouldn't give him my number and I wouldn't proceed with dating him. I, I feel that there's a lot of things that people tell you up front if you are paying attention to them. And that answer, who pays for the first date, is so crucial and critical to me because it's, it sets the tone for a lot of things. Say you're like, okay, I'm fine with paying for the first date, paying for my own way for the first date. I feel that sets a tone if you decide to pursue something with this person, with this man, and um, about expectations around money and finances, etc. I feel also it indicates, as I was saying earlier, a bit of selfishness. I don't want to date somebody selfish. I'm not a selfish person, but I can't follow where you don't lead. So if you have the expectation for me to pay to, to go on a date with you, I would just say no thank you and we could both save time, money, and energy. You need to date a woman more in alignment with that. I feel a man who's hesitant or has a lot of qualifiers, he's going to be the same way in a relationship with you. Is that what you want? Where it's like pulling teeth every time you ask for things or you don't feel that he is thoughtful, mindful, or considerate? Once again, not really the type of character of a man that I would want to be in a relationship with. Now, the third option, the man says yes with no hesitation. To me, it's like a waltz. It's like a dance. You lead. You behave as a gentleman. You understand, to me, basic courtship and dating rituals. Now, also, ladies, let me chime in here and say, be cognizant of what you are ordering when you go out. Yes, I feel as grown-ass men and women, he should take you to someplace better than a chain restaurant to eat. However, that doesn't mean you have to order the most expensive thing on the menu. Be sure that you could cover, if something were to happen with his card, you could cover the cost of your own meal. That is just prudent living and being a grown-ass woman. That goes without saying. Unless you're dating a man that is truly of on a financial status that you are not, and he's taking you to a place that the menus don't have prices, then, you know, he took you there with the full expectation that he, he is paying for it. Understood. But for the regular professional man out there or the regular man who has his own money who's taking you out, he should take you to a place that is a step above a chain restaurant. And you can order something moderately priced on the menu uh, that is also, you know, something you want to eat. I feel that that sets a great tone to the foundations of a relationship. Now, he has led by doing that one thing. And then if he's showing, and likely he is, other behaviors as he is engaging with you to show that he has understanding of dating and courtship rituals, at least the ones that are appealing to me, I can then follow that, meaning I can be in energetic alignment with that. So because he first was giving and thoughtful and cordial and had manners, I can interact with him in the same way. So if we are going down the path of a relationship and we have subsequent dates, of course, I'm going to pull out my wallet at times and pay for both of us. But that's not going to be on the first date. And it shouldn't be. That is a down the line thing once we've built a rapport. But he's at least setting the foundation. He is at least leading in a way in which I can follow. So those are my thoughts. 
um, about why this is such a critical thing and such a crucial question that I think the answer will tell you so much about how a potential relationship with a man would be. Thank you for taking the time to join me today on this episode of The Successful Invisible. I'm your host, Jay Now, and I hope you gained meaningful insights from today's episode. If you're ready to dive deeper on your own personal journey when it comes to dating and relationships, book a discovery call through the link in the show notes so we can work together one-on-one. I look forward to you joining me again on next week's episode. Until then, I'm your host, Jay Nell, signing off for now. <laughs>